I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome to episode 241 of the Cantabite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me, as always, it's my delightful co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? I am doing not too badly. How are you doing? I am also doing not too badly, but also good. <laughs> okay. Because, you know, it's it's like adding, like, positives and negatives, you know? Because, you know, like, saying that, like, I'm not not good means that you are good. Because, you know, two negatives make a positive. Uh-huh. So, yeah. like, not not good could mean great. But I'm good. I'm tired. I don't know if you can tell with me trying to Explain answer. double negatives to me? Yeah. Yeah, because what the fuck do I know about double negatives? <laughs> You don't not know about them. This is true. <laughs> so, let's see. Okay, we're recording this on a Tuesday, so we only have last week's episode of Andor to, uh, to talk about, but that's okay. We'll just go back to being behind like we normally are, as opposed to our couple weeks where we were, like, actually timely. But that timeliness is not our thing. But yeah, we'll we get had to a good that streak. Later. Yeah, we had, like, two weeks where we did that, and it was good. But we also have giant boxes of candy to open, and we have another Star Wars thing to talk about. And yeah, but how how has your how has your last two weeks been since we last spoke? Good, I think. I can't think of anything that's really happened other than you know we just finished Halloween. Thank God. Like I feel like Halloween just dragged on so long because like I had my Disney cruise, then I had to go to like a halloween party and then halloween was yesterday and it got to the point yesterday because we had a a holiday potluck at work i was so fucking done with halloween that i just started putting up my christmas decorations yesterday because i'm like (laughs) i I can't handle this shit anymore so literally everyone that would walk by my cubicle they're like britney it's still halloween and i'm like let's that's what's spooky about it is that it's christmas so I win the Christmas decorations, but or the Halloween decorations. So, yeah, I went to my parents last night, watched, you know, 
football with Carlos because I didn't want to hand out candy because, like, again, I'm tired. It, it feels like it's been Halloween for, like, five months. You know, went to the party the other night. Um, it was fun for when I, what I can remember. Carlos and I were jazzercise instructors. So that was fun. He enjoyed his costume because he just got to wear a tank top and some sweatpants. So he was happy. Yeah. Show off his glorious chest hair. Yeah. That got a lot of, a lot of, uh, kudos. So I was happy (laughs) about that. Yeah. Not much really else going on here. It's November 1st, so it's officially Christmas time. So I'm, um, excited about that. I think that this holiday season is going to be a great holiday season compared to all the holiday seasons previously. So, yeah, and I have no backup information on to why that is, but I just I re- I just feel like this is going to be the holiday season to remember. Okay. But what have you been up to these past couple of uh, weeks? Um, not a ton. I didn't really do anything for Halloween. I didn't watch nearly as many horror movies this year as I normally watch, but I got a couple in. Um, Barbarian is a lot of fun. That's up on HBO Max now. That was it. What I, one of the things I really liked about that is I. It's one of those movies where I thought, oh man, this trailer tells you way too much about what this movie is, and then twenty minutes into the movie, I realized, oh no, that trailer was just the tw- the, the like the, just covers the first twenty minutes of this movie. And then everything else is the most bonker shit I've seen in ages. And it was so much fun. And has a couple of great performances. Um, that I highly recommend that if you have HBO Max. Just try not to learn anything about it. Because it's much more fun if you don't know what's coming. And it's got some legitimately good scares in it as well. Um... Let's see, I got up super early on Saturday morning, and by super early I mean like 7.30 in the morning, which I realize is not super early, but it is to get up and podcast, because I was podcasting with the Toy Power podcast, and they are based in Australia, so it was Saturday night for them, and we were talking about horror toys, and also my collection of Peter Cushing everything. Uh, and that'll be out uh, this Sunday. And they're they're really cool. It was it was neat to finally be able to talk to them because I I'm you know I'm one of their uh, patrons, so I'm in their Discord and I I chat to them on there. But I've never like actually talked to them before, and so that was that was that was a good experience. And I think it's a pretty good discussion, but I'm a bad judge of that. So that was cool. And then tonight I've been finding a dog for Kev. What? Yeah. He made a vital error, which was to tell me that he has been close to adopting a dog a couple of times. So I have decided he is adopting a dog. So I would encourage everybody to find adorable dogs to send to Kev. I mean, you have to message him on Facebook because he's not on Twitter. But yeah, so find a dog for Kev. That's the new goal of this podcast. Oh man, I'm gonna send him like the ugliest dogs, like the no, or like. No, we want him to get a dog. I know, but like the dogs that like have been in like the, you know the the little uh, the, the little boarding place for like a little too long because like they only have like three teeth or something, but like they're like really healthy. You just like they're really ugly. 
instead of adorable dogs, he likes he likes labs, or I said maybe a border collie. Have we discussed names? Oh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be Ash, after Ash Williams from the Evil Dead movies, played by Bruce Campbell. That's that's already decided, but now now the goal is to find him a dog. So, oh man, that's exciting. Yeah, now now we have a new podcast goal. It is to find a dog for Kev. I feel like we always are reaching our goals here at ah. the Canto Bite Dispatch. I mean, I can't really think of any goals that we've achieved, but I think or that- set or anything. I mean, we want. Let's see, you watched all Gossip Girl. I watched all the Clone Wars. Yeah, and we're going to find Kev a dog. This is great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I. if you give me his location, I can try to find, like, shelters near him and then just, like, start, like, spamming him with, like, shelter dogs and being like, you need this dog in your life. His name is Apple. He's three years old. And he has three teeth. I actually did send him a picture of an adorable puppy in her hand that was named Apple. (laughs) They well, were all named after they were. There was like four little puppies, that they were, uh, I guess would have been from the same litter. So they were rhubarb and apple and two other like crumble type fruits. You know, like you'd have. And they were they were all just adorable. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm excited for you. I mean, I'm excited for us. This is gonna be a fun journey for us to find yeah. him a dog. And I'm happy that you're on the Toy Power podcast finally. I know how, you know, much you talk about those guys and how they're all like pretty good dudes. So that's cool that you got to share your greatness with them. Yeah, it was fun. I was super, I was also just really flattered that they asked me because I feel like they have a lot more knowledge in that area than I do. And also, you know, these are people who have toy rooms with just custom built shelves and thousands of mm-hmm. things and i'm like i i like to, i like to i like to buy stuff occasionally and i you know i have a lot of of tarkins but i don't have like a collector's collection but they wanted to do a, a halloween episode and they know that i'm really into horror so it was fun oh well, that's super fun i can't wait to be able to listen to that yeah i'm excited for it to come out and i'll i'll retweet it on all our stuff but yeah 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 the other thing that happened is I got a gigantic box of candy and treats. I did too. I apologize to the country of Australia because I think we now have all of your candy. Because Rebecca, our listener who writes us a lot and is very, very awesome and supportive and sweet, sent us... She sent us care packages last year too, but I, I literally I weighed this thing when I got home because I'm like this because I was carry I, I get everything delivered to work so I you know there's always somebody there if anything needs to get signed for so it doesn't get stolen from our lobby, but I'm like this box is fucking heavy and then I brought it home and I weighed it it is eight pounds. <laughs> well, at least yours made it to your door. I got home last Thursday and with like one of those like slips on the door being like hey we missed you there's a package for you and I'm like the fuck like did someone send me a dog like what is this and and then I kind of put two and two together I'm like oh shit it's it's here it's coming so I went to the post office on Friday to pick it up 
And the post office man just looks at me and he's like, oh, I know what you're getting. He, <laughs> he carries this like big eight pound box. that's all colorful, but it has like the USPS tape all over it because like apparently it got damaged. Um, <laughs> I I didn't even get the nicely decorated box. I Mine is all taped up and it says rewrapped in the U.S. because it is a big it is in a just one of those like cardboard plain boxes so oh, yeah. something happened between Australia and California yeah something something happened too I know like I'm, I'm trying to send uh, Rebecca something and like I feel like it's like taking forever I feel like these like took nothing to to transport from Australia to us so you know I'm looking at our you know, international travel system for packages. And I'm like, why can't you be as fast as the Canto Care packages? But um, I'm very excited to open this up. This was very nice of our friend Rebecca. Thank you, Rebecca. Um, yeah, mine's all colorful. Looks like the rainbow fish um, exploded on it, which like I love. That's like my shit. And I, I'm so excited. And I'm so excited to um, have my package opener come in here and open this for me. Here, let me text him right now. Ooh, special package opener. Look at oh, you. They're very fancy. Please. I know. I just texted him. I said, open, please. <laughs> now, I have a question for you. Yes. Do you, under, do you know what my question might be when you text your package opener to come? No. That question is... Why do you need somebody to open a package for you? Because he's there. He's there. He is. Hi. Hi. Are you ready to open my package? No. Emily just rolled her eyes so hard. Yes. Okay. Are we ready? Are, 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 yeah. Are we doing this at the same time? Yeah, Emily's Emily's already like partially opened I haven't, hers. I haven't looked at it yet. It she just, hasn't looked at it yet. I just it, cut open the tape. Yeah, she just cut cut open the tape. Gotcha. I know. I was just telling her how um, it was apparently damaged, so USPS had to uh, tape her up pretty. You see, this is why he needed help, because even he's struggling to open it. Like, this is... Exactly. He says it's not easy. And he's like a professional, like, package opener. So I'm glad I had help. Because what would I have done? I'm, I think you would have figured it out. I have faith in you that you could open a box. Yeah. But, I mean, he just looks, like, so kind doing it. I bet. It's just riveting podcasting. I know. Like a chip lost at the zoo. Okay, he's almost there. We're we're three fourths okay. done. Okay. All right. Okay. We're tension we're getting is mounting. There. Yeah, we're getting there. He's. Yeah, I hear ripping. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I, I, there's some, okay. Oh, man, this is getting suspenseful. Okay. Oh, no, I can't open it yet. I can't open. Okay, okay. Uh, Tell me to open the box. I uh, opened it. Okay. Uh, Emily, are you ready to open yeah. the box? Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's open the box. What's in the box? What's in the box? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. You know what is insane to look at? 
a box containing eight pounds of cookies and candy. I think. Oh my god. Oh, she got the Australian Kit Kats. Those are my favorite. Oh my god, and there's a whole. Oh, she. She wrote out a whole description of what everything is. There is. And by the way, what everything. There is a <laughs> three page key to the candy and treats that she has sent. <laughs> this is the most insane thing I have ever seen. I'm, you know, I'm always impressed with Rebecca and what she provides for us, but this is amazing. Like, even, like, it just is so organized. Like, the the description, then, you know, the the name of the candy is bolded. Um, it's just amazing. Ugh. I'm just so happy. Oh, my gosh. So... Immediately, my eye is drawn to a packet of lifesavers because I'm like, oh, we have we have lifesavers. There's going to be lifesavers, right? But they are not. They are musk lifesavers. Wait, they are? Here's what she says. Hear me out here. Musk is another one of those weird Australian things. It's kind of like raspberry mixed with rose petals mixed with the smell of baby powder. I don't know. It's musk. We love it, and apparently the rest of the world hates it. You can get it like this or in sticks made out of gelatin and ice and sugar. Just give it a go and I'll accept it if you hate me for it. I am wary. I'm not going to lie to you, Rebecca. <laughs> oh, thank you, Carlos. He took some candy and he left. Thank you, Rebecca. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Musk? Okay, what is the flavor of musk? Like She says it's like raspberry and rose petals with the smell of baby powder you know just like you want from your candy oh man i feel like i come on bake off and like they're telling me they put rose water in my fucking donuts like but like still it's probably gonna be like the best donuts ever and some bluey cheese snacks incredible and some baked beans i love the variety of because like if i was stranded on an island and I had this box, I would be able to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, like, every day for, like, three weeks. Which I really appreciate. You know what? I hate to say it. I think it is possible that my baked beans did not make it. Oh, no, Emily. You know what? If we get lucky in... um. In London, I can bring the baked beans and we can share them together because I know that you really like baked beans and I really like baked beans and maybe we can just combine efforts and eat baked beans together. <laughs> Here's another great highlight from the, the uh, descriptive letter she sent us. Turkish delight. No, fuck this thing. This is only eaten by evil people who like people to know they are an outcast, but that they also have a collection of doll heads. Well, thank you for sending us things that you hate. That's very encouraging. Yeah, thank you. I, I, but, you know, I think it's all done due to kindness. Look, so. I, I have Tim Tams. I have Milo powder. I have more Tim Tams. I have Freddo frogs. We know those are good. 
I yes. have something called Furry Friends, and one it has a platypus on it. I have twirls. This is just incredible. In fucking incredible. I just want to bathe in all of this. Yeah. I may not have baked beans, but I have everything else known to man. And also, five dollars. <laughs> you have five dollars? Did I get visited by the tooth fairy too? They have weird plastic money. Oh, they do. It's see-through. I can see you through the money. I need to find this shit. This whole episode is just going to be us, like, going through, um, <laughs> going through just bags. This is going to, um, yeah, no. Uh, there, I apologize for all the rustling sound if you have, uh, you know, issues with annoying sounds. Or maybe it's, like, soothing, like ASMR. Oh, my God. Freddo popping candy? This is delightful. I can't get over how weird the money is. I can't wait to see the money. It's short. And it's colorful. Oh, is it the queen? Yeah, it has a dead lady on it. Oh, wow. I love dead people. And it's plastic. Dude, that's crazy. When will we see Charles money? I don't know. I think that's actually up for debate. Oh, really? But are are people uh, that mad that, like, he's going to be king? Well, I know that there is a definite section in Australia that already, you know, didn't didn't want to have a queen but it's kind of like oh the queen's been the queen forever so what is let her continue to be our queen even though it's an entirely different country but the thought of having a new guy it's like uh maybe fuck this yeah because you know trying new things is really hard especially after you've had the same thing for like 50 something years well it's especially if it's a thing you don't want in the first place but you can sort of skate by in tradition but then when it's like do we renew this tradition you can say maybe let's not do that because they're on the other side of the world and why do we have their leader that's true bluey cheese snacks rebecca this is insane you're an insane person i mean i love you dearly and i cannot wait to try all of this stuff and i'm sad that i do not bake beans even though i do not like baked beans I'll I hope play them I, in my home. I hope whoever in the post office stole my baked beans really enjoys them. I know I haven't been able to find my Kit Kats either. So I think someone at USPS stole my Kit Kats too. <laughs> but I'm no, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled with all of this. I'm I'm very excited. And for whoever stole any of my candy, I really hope you enjoyed it. And I really hope that someone kicks you in the dick. But no, um, I'm. I'm really happy. This is this is really nice. We're, I'm we're so blessed to have Rebecca as a friend. Like, she she takes care of us. She brings us food. What more can you ask for in a friend? <laughs> There's also something called a chomp, which is just a good bar name. I like that name, Chomp. I'm waiting for Carlos to come back here for his uh, re uh, 
Oh my god, this is a big Carmelo koala. Look how big this is. This is like big as my forehead. Which, like, thank god I don't have a big forehead because then I'd be like, well, no, I've... that's what the Tim Tams are for. No, but I am excited for the Tim Tams. My favorite part about Celebration was, like, waking up every morning and grabbing some Tim Tams. Since the only food we had in our place was Tim Tams and fancy Kit Kats. Oh, those are so good. And we'd hang out with Turbo, just hanging out, eating Kit Kats. That was, like, the best way to start off a morning. I like this trend where people just give us candy and cookies. I think it's a great trend. I, th- I think it's funny because I don't see any other podcasters that like that get things. I mean, sure, like you have people that have like sponsorships and Patreons. Like we have fucking candy assholes. Yeah, man. I got I got an eight pound box of chocolate. Yeah. What did you get? Yeah. Exactly. And and I got five dollars. Yeah. And it's weird in plastic. That is worth it to me. Rebecca, you're amazing. Uh, I mean, not just for this, because, I mean, obviously this is fucking cool, but just for how supportive you've been. Uh, we are incredibly lucky to have you as a listener. Uh, you're awesome, and we love you, and thank you very much. And expect m- more details after we've tried some of this shit. Yeah, maybe I'll have to do, like, a... Uh, maybe Carlos will have to try the baked beans enriched tomato sauce yum she said they're better than u.s baked beans or uk baked beans so i know that's the one thing about london i'm like not looking forward to is like having my morning breakfast and seeing like baked beans next to it like you can order things with that they don't like they're not mandatory i know but like what if i'm staying at a hotel with free breakfast so then i have to like walk past the baked beans no, oh so just, you just, just don't kidding. even want them like you don't want them to exist around you yeah like i i i'm gonna write a letter to london and say i can only come <laughs> if you throw away all your baked beans so i don't see them just make sure that the places i go doesn't have them or else there's gonna be a problem to london <laughs> from Britain. just write london on the on the envelope yeah hi london um my name is Brittany. i'm traveling from california i just wanted to let you know that i don't like baked beans <laughs> please get them away from me when i'm here um i'll give you my trip itinerary um any place i'm not going is more than welcome to have baked beans but and I will give you a 15-minute window to let you know that if, like, plans change or something, just in case. Because it, it probably will take, like, 15 minutes or less to get rid of the baked beans. But, yeah, I, I think it's going to work out great. Hopefully, I won't see any baked beans. And if I do, then I'm leaving. I just keep staring at this box and laughing because it is just an astounding it's just so good like I'm just so I'm so thrilled I'm so th- thrilled to try all of this um I'm going on a work trip this week or the uh this week starting tomorrow so if I get back and this box is empty then um I'm gonna have uh, some uh, words with the box opening man <laughs> you just take it with you on your work trip god I probably could that's a good way to make friends hey try my Australian chocolate I have three boxes of Tim Tams, and I am so excited because it means I don't have to, like, savor them. 
I can just eat an entire box of Tim Tams in one go. That's the dream. Fuck, I do love a Tim Tam. This is amazing. Oh my god. It's too much. So before we accidentally start eating all this candy and, um, con- what is this, condensed milk, um, energy milk, do you want to talk about uh, last episode of Andor? I guess. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. It was good. So what episode number was it? Eight? Eight. Okay. Yeah. So this is the one Andor has been sentenced to prison and now he goes to prison and it turns out Star Wars prison is bad. I don't want to go to Star Wars prison. Dude, Star Wars prison is like far worse than I could have ever expected because, I mean, prison's bad. I mean, not that I know from experience, but like prison's bad. But like this prison's so bad that like they make you take off your shoes because that's the only way that they can fucking like electrocute you. Yeah, I don't I don't want to go any place where there's an electrocution floor. That seems bad. And I don't want to eat tube food. That also seems bad. Just it's all bad. I, and I, I don't I don't want Andy Circus to be my boss. I was so excited to see Andy Circus in Star Wars because <laughs> I don't think that we've yeah, I think that Andy Circus is a really good actor and it's nice to have someone like him in Star Wars because I mean Star Wars has been here for like what like 50 or so years and we haven't had anything as good as Andy Circus. So I'm really excited to okay. see Andy Circus. Here's the thing. Legitimately, and, and this isn't like I'm not I'm not just saying this. Legitimately, when Andy Serkis showed up, I'm like, oh my god, I love him! I'm so excited he's finally in Star Wars. <laughs> and it's nothing. I don't even mind Snoke. I I think I think it's fine. I I mean, everybody's Snoke theories were stupid, but I don't have a problem with that character. I just completely forgot. And so I'm just like, oh my god, it's Andy Serkis. That's so cool. Also, love the fact that. I mean, as far as I know, I don't know anybody I who knew that he was going to be in this. I don't remember hearing anything about that. So no. all of a sudden, all of a sudden, fucking Gollum's on my screen, and I love him. Yeah, I was I was really shocked to see him, and he's such a good actor too. So you really bought into the um, oh, there's the prison guy. He really wants to do well because he has like a couple days left, but that couple days is going to turn into like six months for some reason, and he's not going to be very happy about that. But and you can well, see that look, th- that dude's going to die. They all are. Yeah, but I I just it's also just kind of incredible that I'm watching a Star Wars. TV show that's suddenly like talking about the prison industrial complex and the immorality of using forced prison labor and that's not something I ever expected to see so god bless Tony Gilroy because I was really impressed by how well they handled all of that I wasn't expecting for it to be as dark as it was you know sure you know they get there and they do the don't fuck up or else we're gonna electrocute you but we literally saw someone commit suicide by stepping out of their bunk during like electrocution time because they just wanted to die versus have to stay there and you know just repeat the process of okay you either get flavor your new food or you get electrocuted today 
like that was really dark and really um just like an eye-opener because it's like I feel like in you know any like normal circumstances in real life like that would be something that someone would want to do oh yeah I mean that I mean people killing themselves in prison is a very real phenomenon Mm -hmm. that was yeah again for 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 Star Wars it is sort of shocking to see um no pun intended uh one thing I one thing I really liked is the way they have Cassian react to everything, which is he doesn't come in like arrogant or you know like oh like oh I'm just gonna close to all. He he is terrified at everything throughout this entire episode, and I think that is such a smart choice. Because it's so much more realistic. Like, you can't be a cool dude in prison. Especially if... You know, and or... Not that he's had a, a great, easy life or anything. But this is next-level bad shit. And he has no idea what to do. And he's here for the next six years. And that's terrifying. You really see him become, like, a shell of himself. In a lot of these scenes. Like, especially when he's watching for the first time. Them putting together whatever pieces to whatever equipment that they're doing. Which I think that's like the million dollar question right now is what are they doing? I, I hope we never find out because it doesn't matter. I mean, I kind of assume it's, you know, they're probably making things for the Death Star or something. But I don't want that confirmed because I don't want it to be like a big deal. Because it, it doesn't matter. What matters is it being forced to do this shit. And this is the stuff that the Empire is doing is putting people in prison on trumped up charges and extending their sentences indefinitely in order to get free labor. It doesn't matter what they're doing with it. The whole thing is awful. It doesn't make it better if they're making toothpaste or making Death Star lasers. Yeah, that's true. And it's just so crazy to see it kind of like the evolution of like Cassian after like he was working like, you know, like a couple weeks there and he's kind of becoming like more it's becoming you know more casual for him to okay I'm gonna eat my non-flavored food I'm gonna be putting all this stuff together like and it's just sad seeing him kind of like give up in a sense and kind of just you know suck it up that he fucked up and it's interesting because I mean the reason why he's there is because of his actions and because he's going to be there for like six years according to that little little thing on his dorm is because of what he did so like he is the consequences of his own actions well yeah but yes and no i mean here's the thing is he did some super illegal stuff and he stole the you know all the payroll but that's not what he's in prison for he's in prison for walking down the beach yeah, but that's kind of karma, like, biting him in the ass. Yeah, what? Come on. No, no, no. That's so fucked up. No, it, no, it is. Like, it, it's it's bad karma being, like, but, like, I'm not saying that he deserves it. I'm just saying, like, damn, the Star Wars universe fucking hates Cassian because here he is stealing the payroll, and he's like, I'm going to make a bunch of money, and then, like, day one of freedom, he gets fucking arrested. Not saying that, you know, karma, like, the... Not like karma. I, I probably that's probably like a bad word to explain, but it just it's crazy that you know something that he did 
kind of ended up with him being, you know, why the galaxy is extra uptight about, you know, breaking rules or just subordination because of something that he did. I mean, and we definitely see the results of that with with everything that's going back on with with Bix and also his mom. It was hard to see his mom as sick as she was because she seems like the kind of person where like she does not want to be sitting down for a long period of time and there's still so much fight in her and I feel like it's going to be one of those where she's going to like sacrifice herself or she's going to do something like completely like insane and you know kind of like mostly self-sacrifice like I don't see her going quietly. No 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 and it seems like she's already you know tempting fate with trying to provoke stormtroopers and shit. But I like that she has people who are concerned about her. That made me happy that they're trying to, like, take care of her, even though they're not going to be successful. And I felt terrible for the hotel owner who gets fucked over because uh, Bex convinces him to let her use the, the, like, radio transmitter one more time, even though he tells her it's a super bad idea. And then he bears the brunt of that punishment. And that's hard to watch. Yeah, it was hard too seeing that like Boothin really wanted to answer her call, but his um, assistant was basically telling him like, what the fuck are you doing? Don't do that. Which I really like her. Um, I don't know what she's doing yet or which side that she's on. Well, she's on this, but I mean, she's cutthroat. She's, you know, because she's like the one who's all, hey, you got to kill Cassian. Because it's too dangerous for him to be out there. What I what I find interesting about Luthen is he can be so cutthroat on a wide scale level. You know, like his whole idea is make the Empire crack down more, even though it's going to get people killed and and miserable situations in the short term because that's how you get people upset enough to rise up but on a personal level with the people he knows he still does have this protective instinct and he does want to help them and that's that's a that's a good little bit of nuance that they put in his character that 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 the personal stuff is still hard for him even though he you know he's on a broader level, so much more gung-ho for this stuff than than somebody like Mon Mothma is. I know it's still crazy to me that she didn't know what Luthen was going to do with the payroll and stuff. And seeing her struggles, too, I mean, she's still struggling to get some of her, um, her, not her loans, but just, you know, the money that she has out of the bank to fund the rebellion. Like, she's having a really fucking hard time with that, which sucks to see walking around being offered worms for drinks yeah that was an interesting scene like her (laughs) it's such a good little bit of of science fiction to put in to remind you of hey you're watching star wars just a nice just a nice little grace note of here's a fancy drink and you pop in this worm that'll melt in it and it does something i don't know it's some dumb rich people shit I can't wait for a Galaxy's Edge to try to recreate that. Oh, God, 
he's definitely going to. But I also like that we we finally we get a little more info on on Mon's whole situation, which was it definitely seems like it was an arranged marriage. They've been married since they were fifteen. She became a senator when she was sixteen, and that's when they moved there. That's bananas. What is wrong with your planet? I can't imagine being fifteen years old and then having to like marry like some dick. Like, I mean, maybe he wasn't a dick back then, because it sounds like they all went to school together. Her and and uh, Peter Townsend and Perrin. Maybe she wanted to marry Peter. Dude, I really hope that she and Peter Townsend hook up. She deserves it. We deserve he, it. Uh, yeah, he's very handsome. She is beautiful. I'm down for it. He seems cool. I think maybe secretly he might not be cool, but that's just because this show makes me suspicious of everybody because that's what Tony Godoy does to me when I watch things. But I, I'm, I'm, it makes it make a lot more sense, their whole thing. I always love how her daughter is always, like, trying to cockblock her, too. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. You see your mom, like, talking to some hot dude that she obviously has a history with. And you know that your parents aren't getting along and you're a teenage girl. I can definitely see trying to to stop that. I don't blame her there. Yeah. She'll, she'll probably try to find more information. Perrin's a little jealous, too. I mean, he doesn't even like his fucking wife, but he's jealous. Yeah. I mean, that could be a... Come on, man. Can you at least not do it at the party on that? I could do that privately. I can, I can see that. Yeah. I mean, that's like Love is Blind. Like, this season right now, there's this guy. His name is Bartise, and he is with Nancy... And he has, like, no interest in Nancy anymore. And then, like, she met up with the guy in the pods that she was almost going to marry, but she chose Bartise instead. And they were talking, and Bartise comes up being like, hey, man, what the fuck you guys talking about? You better not steal my girl. I'm thinking, Bartise, you motherfucker, you don't even like her. You were berating her because of her views on abortion, like, an episode ago, and now you're upset with her because she's talking to someone else? Fucking men. <laughs> Speaking of fucking men, we get Saw in this episode. I was so excited. Like, somehow, I every like I knew he was in the show. And yet, every time somebody's like, oh, I wonder when we're going to see Saw, I'm like, oh, yeah, fucking Saw's going to be in this. And I'm still somehow surprised when suddenly I'm watching him again. But I liked it. I thought he and Luthen were great. I mean, talk about two powerhouse actors you've got going on there. And I, I just... The thing that Rogue One introduced, one of my favorite aspects of it, a movie that I am generally very fond of, but one of my very favorite things is this idea of the rebellion not being one cohesive thing. And that there's a bunch of different factions. And eventually, yes, we get one major thing and probably some little stuff, but it's all sort of jerry-rigged together out of a bunch of people who don't trust each other and have different motivations and different goals and very different tactics and saw was very good at verbalizing all of that 
Yeah, I love the idea that not all of the rebellion was good and not that all not all the rebellion got along. I mean, we saw in the Clone Wars kind of the battles that Mothma and Saw Gerrera were having, just like the disagreements that came up. So it's good to see that in person because, yeah, I mean, I feel like we get this kind of sugar-coated rebellion in you know, just regular Star Wars. But here we actually get, like, to the nitty-gritty and just, you know, see, okay, like, this this part of the rebellion is willing to kill so many innocent people or kill, um, you know, Imperials here, you know, versus the other rebellion who's just like, I just want to destroy the Death Star, which now I'm thinking about it, I'm like, you're killing people at the end of the day. But I, I, don't know, I don't know, like, what what you expected and that that goes to mothma too like how did she think this was going to end without any blood on her hands or just on hands in general like i feel like maybe she looked at it like a romanticized view but also like i think that she's just so desperate right now to um be able to fund the rebellion i think that's what her main focus is so her reaction to luthan that you know they killed a bunch of people got the payroll it was very dirty like she yeah, she's in. Uh, I, I, you know what? I see exactly how she thought that, which is because I like, you know, not ten minutes before we started, I was scrolling on 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 Twitter, and somebody, ha- this was not somebody I follow. This was somebody who like retweeted this, making fun of it. But it was a post. It was one of those don't punch Nazis because that makes you just as bad as them. No, that's th- those are the people who think you can have a rebellion with no blood on your hands. Yikes. I mean, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of people that that you know that that you know politeness and respectability is more important than you know any sort of actual justice. I like the world we live in better than theirs. <laughs> yeah, yikes! But no, I think I think that's that's one of the things on the show that I I enjoy a lot is how we're going to see her evolution of commitment you know she's she's never going to be the the bloodthirsty immediately go to the to go to war like saw is but she's definitely going to in the not too distant future, be willing to let a whole lot of people die. Yeah, so that's why I think it's interesting to see like the the evolution of Mothma, you know, going from senator to, you know, one of the rebellion leaders. So I think that's super cool. And, um, God, I fear what's going to happen to her husband and her daughter. I mean, like fuck her husband, but I mean her daughter. Like I, I wonder if her daughter like truly has no problems with the empire and what the empire is doing to um the galaxy i mean maybe she agrees maybe parent agrees too so that's always really hard when your family doesn't agree with your political stance knowing yeah yeah but also like she's a rich young kid living in a whole lot of privilege and how much she actually knows is sort of gonna be vague i i i think probably mon would try to open her eyes to some stuff but 
she's just so cloistered and so protected that that who knows and also I feel like we're gonna get an episode where she finds out what her mom's actually up to and that's gonna be that could go badly that's hard I mean I mean it's hard for her not because I'm like oh poor rich girl finding out that mom hates the empire but i mean that's a lot for a teenager to handle you know kind of thinking that i don't know my mom like what is this this is my mother like i don't know so that's that's rough even though that she's not a a very nice character like she probably doesn't know any better because her dad's an asshole yeah no she doesn't like how could she Let's see. We also got the great scene between um, Val and Senta. Uh, Senta is obviously extremely dedicated to the cause, and that is her number one priority. And she spells that out very clearly to Val that the cause comes first, and our relationship will be whatever we can build in the margins of that. But if it means we can't be together because we got to go off differently, then that that's not even a decision for her. Hardcore. Uh, we get a hint at, at Val's own background as as um, when Winston is talking about staying on the planet, and Val asks her what her cover is going to be, and she has a um, like a snide comment about being a rich girl running away to such and such and such and such and that obviously hit very close to home to Val so now I want to know more about her I know like at first kind of hearing their conversation I'm thinking wow Santa's such a fucking asshole to Val and now kind of looking at it more I'm like you know maybe Val's the asshole because Val just is like I'm done like let's go off on a planet and you know be in love and be in our relationship but Santa's like no, like, we just got started. Like, we still have a lot to do. Like, this is my main priority. You're my second priority. Which that always sucks to hear. Yeah. And, it, yeah. Yeah, it does, but uh, she's not hiding it. And, it, you know, it sounded like from that conversation, it is not the first time they've had that conversation. And she was very honest from the beginning of what their relationship could be. Val's just a romantic. Yeah. I hope we see more Santa though. Like now, like knowing how hardcore Santa is, like she needs to, we need to know more about her. Yeah. And, and we should be seeing her more since she's there now. And obviously, you know, we'll see her, I assume, connect up with uh, Cassian's mom and Bix and and do some shit. Yeah, I wonder how she got off the planet. Yeah, eh, it doesn't matter. She did. I don't need to see every step out of the way. That's true. Oh, and um, um, Cyril 
standing up to um what's Deidre. the chick's name Deidre, that was i gotta say gave me a little bit more respect for him that even when the you know friggin space kgb pulls him in and tells him to stop doing shit he's like nah i want to find this guy you're wrong I want him and Deidre to work together, but Deidre's already put her foot down. She's like, I don't fucking need you, uh, cubicle worker boy. Oh, yeah, but she does. Like, but she does. She totally and does. And I don't know why, but seeing them have that exchange, I'm like, damn, this is a little feisty. Like, you know, like, yeah, take off your clothes, you know? Like, what? <laughs> what? I'm sorry. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't going to go that far, but no, I like, it gave, it, it did make me respect him more since considering how like under the thumb of his mom that he was and then he just seems kind of like this annoying little bootlicker dude obviously he's willing to you know go around his boss back to those first couple episodes because he just wanted to find out who had murdered the the space cops but i still didn't expect him to be quite so willing to stand up to an imperial authority figure it just shows the kind of not the authority that he thinks he has on himself but just like the way that he carries himself like all the negative things his mom says about him are bullshit because the way that he carried himself talking to Deidre like he's confident in his abilities and he was telling her too he's like I was very good at my job which that's great I mean yeah Uh, I mean the results were not great I kind of it kind of got away from him a bit there. Yeah. So he is maybe maybe slightly overconfident. In his I think he's good at his job. I mean, I think he just fucked up once, and that was kind of a big fuck up. But should he have been fired for it? I probably not. Ah, uh, it was a pretty big fuck yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But man, the Empire didn't have to be so fucking mean to him. Poor, poor little Cyril, you know? And that's the great thing about this show is that, you know, we're sitting here like, yeah, Cyril, you go. And like, he's on the fucking other side. Like, he's he's for this shit. He wants all those bad rebel people to get electrocuted in prison, you know? Like, crazy. Anything else in this episode that we need to talk about? When are we to find out Cyril's uncle? Is it Krennic? Well, no, because the, the name isn't the same. Who, no, who knows? I, I mean, I, I, I have uncles, know. and my, my last name is the same as my uncle's. Yeah, but they've said the uncle's name, and that uncle's name is not Orson or Krennic. Maybe it's a fake name. Anyway, I kind of hope it does. I don't. I don't. I don't need it to be somebody we've already seen. I mean, it just seems like a thing that happens is you have a rich, powerful guy who can get you shit because the the empire runs on nepotism like anything else. Man, maybe that person in real life can get me tickets to go see Taylor Swift. There you go. You can try. Yeah. Uh, so we got some other new Star Wars this past week, which, well, I say we, I didn't, I didn't watch it. And that was, uh, the Tales from the Jedi cartoon, but you watched it. I did. I thought it was very good, surprisingly. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Dave, but I think this was his best work yet. Oh, okay. And it was his 
best work because they were short episodes. They didn't do a lot. But they <laughs> delivered. All right. Yeah. Okay. Like, you know, the first episode was fine. You you see little Ahsoka. Um, I hate the generic baby noises that they have in like animation shows or like you name it like press a button and it's a baby noise they play that a little too fucking much so that that's my only complaint about this whole series but um the count dugu arcs were the best out of possibly a lot of clone wars that he's done uh, i was very impressed with those um we don't really get to see dugu's kind of path to the dark side and that was beautifully delivered in less than an hour. So if anything, I would recommend watching the Dooku arcs. Um, just a warning, though. I know you don't like Liam Neeson, and you do hear a little bit of him in, um, I believe, the second Dooku arc episode. So, And you hear his son in the f- first episode. So just a warning, because I know you, you don't like the... I, he, I don't know. I'm, he has apologized. I think it was genuine. I don't, I don't hate him. I don't like necessarily think he's like a guy who I have to write off completely. I'm just not going to go out of my way to see a Liam Okay, that's, that's great. Yeah. I mean, he's like, he's no like Kanye West or anything, which good, good, sweet baby Lord. Like, dang. Yeah, just, uh, yeah. Sad, fucking awful. Sadness. I feel for his family and his children that they have to deal with that. You know, like, knowing the Kardashians for years and, you know, watching them on TV for years. (laughs) Knowing them. Knowing, I mean, in a sense, yeah. And, you know, seeing Kim go through the divorce with Kanye and he's kind of refusing to go quietly. Um, I mean, that's horrible, but I mean, subjecting your whole family and in your children to these terrible things that you're saying and then the terrible things that your fans are doing, um, the anti-Semitism, like that's horrible. Like I, I feel for his children that they're going to have to grow up and, maybe some of them now like see who their father is and that is very sad yeah fuck that guy yeah but yeah but Liam Neeson like you know like we're not going to go out of our way to you know yeah look I I don't it's hard to know ever and if apology is genuine or not of course of course but um Bryce Dallas Howard plays Yaddle so that's cool um yeah the ahsoka episodes are fine too um i liked those i i i know how we feel about ahsoka so yeah but i really liked it okay i i i I was just about to be like yeah i'll get get it at some point i probably won't i might i mean i just i have to i don't know right now i have andor if you don't totally okay if you do also totally okay like you're not missing out on life by not watching these six episodes of tales of the jedi they definitely need to do more i think that'd be cool i mean the fact that we're only getting like six stories is or like six episodes is kind of like okay but i guess that's just 
maybe more opportunity for later episodes who knows and it's like a movie like when you put them all together it's like movie length isn't it like an yeah. hour and a half yeah yeah it's like an, an hour and a half like each episode's like 10 15 minutes long commercials are like half of that though because disney plus commercials are very long but i think they're very long too because like they show the credits like different languages and everything and i think that's like super cool but maybe they should like time it so that like they don't count like the commercials so that you think like oh like i'm getting like 45 minutes of star wars when i'm only getting like 30 but i mean that's fine i mean it's it's not a complaint it's just a possible recommendation (laughs) okay send that off to chapek yeah, just Lucasfilm. Like how I'm writing a letter to London, I'll just mm-hmm. write, "Dear Lucasfilm," but they probably get those a lot. So yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. And I feel like most of them are probably not good. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll keep that letter myself. Maybe I'll write it to <laughs> Chapek. But because I feel like a lot of people are probably writing letters to Chapek because he's a shitbag. But like mine's just gonna be like. Because I have a recommendation. I mean, I think he's a shitbag too, but I just have a recommendation. But I'm not going to tell him I think he's a shitbag. Because, I mean, he probably knows by now that if he's booed at a fucking Disney convention, then he's a shitbag. Who gets booed at a Disney convention, Emily? Well, the devil. Well, here's what I would say, though. Think about how awful people are to, like, Kathy Kennedy. That you can't be like, oh, the fans hate him, therefore he's bad. Because there's a whole lot of terrible fans. Don't get me wrong. I do think the guy is, like, I think he's he seems like a huge piece of shit and is making mm-hmm. a ton of, like, beyond greedy decisions for that company. But that's also his job. But I just think you can't be like, oh, people booed him, therefore he's bad, when fandom is the worst. It is. And there's probably people that booed him because, like, he wouldn't have said anything about the don't say gay bill if he wasn't forced or not forced but you know a lot of people spoke out against him because he didn't really say anything about it and you know especially everything with you know raising park prices raising prices in general like during christmas time a ticket to disneyland will be over two hundred dollars can you believe that shit (laughs) fuck it man whatever at that point it's being like five hundred dollars like there's it's just absolutely bananas that's exactly what carlos says because carlos is like you fucking people will go if it costs a thousand dollars but i continuously tell carlos when was the last time i went to disneyland and he can tell me exactly february of 2020 i have put my foot down because i'm not doing this shit you know i'm not gonna you know pay all my money to disneyland like i just i don't know it just makes me so sad like i mean you did you did just go on a disney cruise that's different because I didn't pay for the Disney cruise, Emily. But somebody paid for it. Jesus paid for it. But Bob Chapek doesn't care if somebody is buying a ticket or being gifted a ticket. He get they get their still that money. It's still the same amount of money. I know. I understand. It's just a personal thing. Like it just the Disneyland. Like I've just had so many like great and fond memories there, and I don't know why, but just since since Chapek took over. And just hearing about, like, how the parks are now and how, like, the employees are being treated. I mean, I know the employees haven't always been treated the best, but I feel like, I don't know, it just makes me feel, like, really sad that a place that I grew up essentially is this, like, sad 
place. And, you know, it could be argued, well, Brittany, you go to Disney World, you're going to Disney Paris soon. And yeah, like you can say like I'm the biggest hypocrite in the world, which, you know, I 100% like I would agree with you on some senses, but it just Disneyland hits close to home for me. And Mm -hmm. I just it just it just feels just feels wrong. Like I don't want to like give in to that. Like and their whole reservation system sucks. I fucking hate that. And like the parks are now like way more packed than they've ever been. So that's just a bummer. Like the Disney that I grew up with is not going to be the Disney that my possible future children or dogs will grow up with. So, anything else we need to talk about this week? Um, no. I think that's it. All right. So, uh, big thanks to Rebecca for all of the candy and sweets. I'm gonna. I'm really excited to get off this episode and sort through all that shit and try some tasty, tasty candy. Uh, Brittany, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Canto Brit. All right. The show is at Canto Bite Pod. You can email the show at CantoBitePod at gmail.com. I am at EF Lind. Uh, please remember to send Kev pics of adorable dogs in his area if you are friends with him on facebook uh, other than that you know let's let's keep enjoying Andor. we got a few episodes left and hopefully they continue to be good but we will talk to you guys next time bye bye ghetto uh, bitch number one doing it fulcrum style Check it out. Listen up, y'all, cause this is it. Fuck all the rest, be a canto bitch. Brittany the Jinj and Emily Lynn. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, canto bitch number one.